Archbishop Vigano back at it again. The bishops in Belgium have not only approved a blessing ceremony with prayers for same-sex couples, they've also signed off on it. And as you know, this is contrary to the teaching of traditional Catholicism. That should be a surprise to no one. It goes against the Old Testament, goes against the Epistle of St. Paul to the Romans, the Epistle of St. Paul, the First Epistle of St. Paul to Corinthians, the Book of Revelation, the Apocalypse, and of course, 2,000 years of magisterial teaching. And I've said before, you can't come to someone else's religion or be within a religion and say, hey, I want the religion to be this now. For example, the one I always use is you're a Muslim and you say, hey, I want to start a scotch drinking club at the mosque. That's who I am. That's not acceptable. It's contrary to the Islamic teaching. And yet there are people who will infiltrate and come into the Catholic Church and say, well, I want it to be this and I want it to be that. Archbishop Vigano has some really, really strong words for these bishops who are now not just, again, we love everyone. God wants all men to be saved, but he requires us to have faith, hope, charity, repentance, to come into fellowship, into union with Jesus Christ, our Savior which is extended to us in a whole economy of sacraments of pastoral oversight. I use the word pastoral. So for that, you should give this video a like. We'll take a pause now. Please like the video, share the video on Facebook and Twitter, and most importantly, make sure that you have subscribed. We're going to pray the Our Father, and then we'll look at the prayer written by the Belgian bishops and the response of Archbishop Vigano. Let's get into it and pray. In nomine Patris, et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, advenia regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Okay, so first off, let's just look at, it looks, looks like we lost our original link. Oh, no, everybody's back. Perfect. All right, we got cut off, but we're back together. Let's look at the prayer. Okay, so this was not just floated out there in the synodality process of the Catholic Church, so-called, in Belgium. Um. This is signed off. They're sending this to Rome. Okay, so the ritual for same-sex unions has an opening prayer, a reading from Scripture. I don't see what the reading is. It'd be nice to know what they're reading. They're clearly not reading Romans chapter 1 or 1 Corinthians. Then there's a commitment. So this would, I guess, be replacing the exchange of vows. But, I mean, if we're going to flaunt it and go all out, let's go all out. And then there is an example that says, God of love and faithfulness, today we stand before you surrounded by family and friends. So this is clearly wedding imagery here. 
We thank you that we could find each other. We want to be there for each other in all circumstances of life. We confidently express here that we want to work towards each other's happiness day by day. We pray, grant us strength to be faithful to each other and deepen our commitment. In your nearness we trust, from your word we want to live, given to each other for always. Okay, so this is not your Catholic sacramental matrimonial till death do us part. But it has this sort of for always, day by day, circumstances of life. I mean, they're basically trying to get as close as possible to have a gay wedding. It even says here, cue music, it's raining men. No, I'm joking. It doesn't say that. All right, then there is a community prayer, and then they give an example of what that would be. And I imagine this would be led by the celebrant, which would be the priest or the deacon or the bishop. And here is the printed text. God and Father, we surround N and N, so name and name, so... We surround Adam and Steve with our prayers today. You know their hearts and the path they will take together from now on. Make their commitment to each other strong and faithful. Let their home be filled with understanding, tolerance, and care. Let there be room for reconciliation and peace. Let the love they share delight them and help them be of service in our community Give us strength to walk with them together in the footsteps of your son and strengthened by your spirit. Amen. Then they pray the Our Father, a final prayer and a blessing. So, I mean, this is definitely the liberal modernist bishops concocting, creating whatever can be as close as possible to the sacrament of marriage with language and imagery that evokes that divine institution that was instituted by God in the Garden of Eden and then elevated to the level of sacrament by Christ at the wedding of Cana. So this is this is uh, bold. All right, this is synod of synodality in process in Belgium being shipped back to Rome. And there was something kind of interesting here. Let's see. Um, the cardinal who's on, on board with this, I had a picture of him. What's his name? Yes, Cardinal Joseph de Kessel of Brussels is one who signed it. Okay, so this is a man who is a bishop who was elevated to be a cardinal by whom? Pope Francis, this is a Francis boy, Francis Cardinal, Francis, Francis Bishop. He signed off on this. All right. Have you heard enough? What did Archbishop Vigano have to say? He says, Archbishop Vigano, with great scandal for the salvation of souls and the honor of the Church of Christ, the Bishops' Conference of Belgium has approved and published a right for blessing homosexual unions. 
brazenly contravening the immutable teaching of the Catholic magisterium, which considers such unions intrinsically perverse, and which as such not only may not bless them, but rather must condemn them as contrary to the natural moral law. So, if sexual acts that are not ordered to the procreation of children. So I've done this before. I've explained it before. I'll explain it again. God made certain organs that are on a male's private parts or his private parts. And women's private parts have certain procreative organs. And when those two go together, there is a process that procreates a new human person. That's the way that's why God made the boy body parts and God made the girl body parts. They fit together and it makes a baby. He also instituted rules. And the rules governing that go under the title matrimony. The man and the woman make a lifelong commitment. Why? Because they have to raise that child. And unlike squirrels and cats and horses and dogs, it takes at least 16 to 20 years to raise one of these little human persons. My wife and I are blessed to have eight of them. And our oldest is 20. So yeah, I mean, we've been parenting for 20 years, going on more. We make a lifelong commitment to create an environment to educate them, to develop them, to love them so that they become another person that knows, loves, and serves God. That's the whole thing. So if you, if a man or a woman are using their private parts, their procreative organs, in ways that are not oriented to the procreation of children in the context of the rules of holy matrimony, it is a sin. It's a sin. Can't use your body parts in ways that don't fit together and don't work and don't procreate. It's not allowed. According to natural law, according to Stoicism, according to the Old Testament, according to Catholicism. That's just, that's just the facts. That's the tradition. Tradition! That's the tradition. And we got to go with the tradition. It's kind of like me saying, I'm just going to put food in my right ear all the time. That's how I'm going to eat. No, God didn't make my right ear to digest food. I can affirm that. I can make everybody recognize that or lose their job. I could start parades and say, everybody, I'm going to eat food in my right ear. But that's not how God made the right ear. It's not. That's not how it works. Okay, so Archbishop Vigano goes on. The ideological basis for the sacrilegious right, this is the Belgium right, is indicated in the subtly deceptive words of Amoris Laetitia, which states that, quote, every person, regardless of sexual orientation, ought to be respected in his or her dignity and treated with consideration, end quote. Now, of course, every single human person, whether they're a, a homosexual, uh, a transsexual, uh, a Nazi, a um, serial killer, or someone who embezzles money, or someone who is a bank robber, or someone who has sex before marriage, or an adulterer, 
or an idolater, name any of these sins, go down the Ten Commandments, all of those people, all of those people, we should love, we should care for, give pastoral care. But in all of those cases, if we look at Jesus Christ in the four canonical Gospels, he challenges all people to repent and enter the kingdom of heaven. There's always the element of penance, repentance. You know what Jesus said. Go and sin no more. Not let me bless your disordered life. Let me bless and hallow and approve of a disordered, sinful, degenerate lifestyle. No, no, no. Go and sin no more. As my Father in heaven is perfect, so also be perfect. Ooh. That is the challenge of the crucified Savior, Jesus Christ. And Amoris Laetitia, Archbishop Vigano, saying it comes dangerously close, if not crosses the border, of saying, you know what, we can give pastoral accompaniment to people who aren't in valid marriages. They can receive communion without conforming their life to the traditional teachings of Catholicism. Tradition! Vigano says, the process of doctrinal and moral dissolution carried out by the Bregolian sect continues an unstoppable pace, heedless of the confusion it causes among the faithful and the consequent incalculable damage to souls. It is now evident beyond all doubt that it is absolutely impossible to reconcile the teaching of the gospel with the deviations of these heretics who abuse their power and authority as pastors, using it for the very opposite purpose for which Christ instituted the sacred hierarchy in the church. Archbishop Vigano goes on to say, and what is even more evident is the perverse role reversal that is taking place, in which he who sits in Rome has the task of formulating heterodox principles opposed to Catholic doctrine, and his accomplices in the diocese, dioceses, it's always this thing, you know, Some I hear some people say diocese, and then the plural diocese, like goose, geese, almost kind of a thing. And I'll hear other people say diocese and dioceses. I'll say dioceses today. If you're in the live chat, let me know. What's the, what's the legit real way to say it? And his accomplices in the dioceses have the role of scandalously applying them in an infernal attempt to undermine the moral law in order to obey the spirit of the world. Last paragraph from Archbishop Vigano. The shameful excesses of some exponents of the hierarchy find their origin in a deliberate and intentional plan that comes from the top, which by means of synodal path wants to make the rebellious episcopate autonomous in spreading errors of faith and morals, even as it uses authoritarianism to prevent the faithful bishops from proclaiming the truth of Christ, given on September 21st, 2022, during an Ember Week. By the way, today is an Ember Week. Today's Ember Friday. Don't eat meat. Well, don't eat meat on all Fridays. All right, so there it is. 
Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, bring in the noise. I also saw, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I saw LifeSite News today published Cardinal Mueller also speaking out, condemning the bishops of Belgium pushing a same-sex blessing ritual. This is heretical. This is not right. It doesn't mean that we don't love those who are same-sex attractive. That we don't befriend them. That we don't invite them into the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. None of that is true. All sinners are invited into the kingdom of God. But it always begins with repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. You see this in the Gospels. You see it in Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. And we begin living a life of faith, obedience, good works, hope, charity to God, charity to our neighbor, beginning with those who live around us, our family, our friends, our neighbors, our co-workers. This is the Gospel. And we have to live a life of penance. This is why we don't eat meat on Friday. Why we have Lent, why we have Advent, why we have Ember Days. This is basic Catholicism 101. And thanks be to God that we have Archbishop Vigano calling this out. How confusing would it be? I feel so bad for people who have grown up in this post-Christian era. They were not raised in a Christian culture. They were raised with divorce. They were raised with pornography. They were raised with teachers at school telling them all kinds of things that little kids had never heard since the pagan Roman days. Young people, young adults, and now getting into be middle-aged people have been raised and taught to believe and think things that are just not rational. They're not reasonable. And they have, over the years and decades, taken on the wounds of sin, the wounds of heresy. And those wounds hurt. They need true pastoral care. They need true healing of Jesus Christ on the cross. They don't need ad hoc, made-up liturgies that were made up in Belgium in 2022 to try to consecrate a disordered lifestyle. That's the true shame. Over the years, I've spoken with, met, known, befriended many people who said, you know, actually I am same-sex attracted. Struggle. But... I've noticed those that lived chastely and are heroic and of good faith and of goodwill, they live lives of fidelity that are marked by the ascetical theology of Catholicism. I didn't say aesthetic as in beautiful, that's good too, but ascetic, that is striving, right? This is discipline. You know, this is like being CrossFit for the soul, although 
we all know this CrossFit. You either for or against it, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it. Athletically striving. They live lives of penance, of discipline, of fasting, of um, protection of what they see, what they're exposed to. They're truly trying to live a chaste life. This is what we all need. This is what we all need. This is what it means to be a Catholic. In the earliest days when the church was underground in the Roman Empire, the people noted that the Catholics, the Christians, were chaste. They were amazed that you would have a whole caste of people, priests, monks, nuns, who voluntarily chose the life of a eunuch to be totally dedicated to God, to give up that which is most pleasurable in this life. What is most pleasurable? Turn on your TV and you'll see it's food and sex. Those are our dopamine, uh, what do you call it? Targets. Why is that? Because God wants us to stay alive, so we have to eat and drink. And he wants the race to continue, so there has to be people having sex in the right way. So he added pleasure to those actions. Otherwise, we might not eat, we might not have kids, and that need all be over. But because of sin, because of original sin and concupiscence, those... That desire for pleasure as it relates to food and as it relates to sexual intercourse, it gets disordered, it gets jumbled up, it gets confused, it gets inverted, perverted, all kinds of things. And so it's always been the perennial teaching since the time of Adam and Eve that to be holy, you must be, you must restrict yourself, you must do penance, you must not eat always what you want or as much as you want. You can't just like a bunny rabbit go and have sexual intercourse with anything that hops. There has to be restraint, discipline, monogamy, celibacy, chastity. These are the hallmarks of Catholic teaching. This is what people need. Sadly, bishops, and I'm using scare quotes big time. How can these men be bishops? Are giving them heretical rituals to confuse them even further. It's very sad. So we're going to pray a Hail Mary. Uh, Let's pray a Hail Mary today for all the people who are so deeply confused because of this post-Christian scenario. And now we have wolves and sheep clothing in in the church, inside the church. They're not truly of us, as St. John said, who are infiltrating By the way, if you haven't read my book, Infiltration, you need to. Who are infiltrating the church and confusing them even more. All right, so let's pray for them. Oremus, the Hail Mary. Nomini Patris et Fidi, et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or Pernobius peccatoribus. Nunc editor mortis nostri. Amen. And we thank Jesus Christ for giving us everything we need to know him and to be saved. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, 
sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper, et in secula, seculorum. Amen. Our Lady of Fair Love, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. Nomine Patris et Vidi, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. A happy Ember Friday to you. Have a great weekend. God be with you. God bless you. And uh, make sure you're praying your rosary every blessed day. If you don't pray your rosary, you're not on the team. Read your Bible every day. Love your family. Love your friends. Find a traditional Latin Mass. If you need to move to find a traditional Latin Mass in schools and Catholic community, do it. If you can with your work, request a move, initiate a move. And if you need help in that, I completely recommend Real Estate for Life. These are like-minded people who can help you sell your home where you are and buy a home where you want to go, like Texas, Louisiana, Kansas City, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, all sorts of great places. Go to realestateforlife.org, realestateforlife.org. Tell them Dr. Taylor Marshall sent you. Also, a big shout-out to all the Patreons who make this channel possible. They are the generous donors, the givers, the patrons of this podcast and of my book writing. And if you'd like to join and become a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall and look about all the different levels. And then the thank you gifts, like the signed books, you want a signed copy of Infiltration, you can get that. Signed copy of Rosary in 50 Pages, signed copy of Catholic Perspective on Paul, you can get that. And you can also get inside info about my new book, which is coming out, Antichrist and Apocalypse, the 21 Prophecies of Revelation, unveiled and described. Uh, the, it's in two parts. The first part is the saints, the church fathers, the popes, what they've taught about who and what is the Antichrist. Part two is going through every single verse in the Apocalypse, in the book of Revelation. From the verse, first verse to the very last verse, this is, I've, I hope, I've planned it to be the definitive contemporary analysis of the Antichrist and the book of Revelation. Not just my thoughts. I'm taking the popes, the saints, the church fathers and saying, here's what this saint said. Here's what this saint said. Here's what this pope said on all the verses. So there's literally... 300, 500 books by evangelicals, Protestants, charismatics, dispensationalists about apocalypse, antichrist, all that stuff. Here is a Catholic, careful, patristic, hopefully scholarly attempt to capture what the church has taught on these complicated topics called Antichrist and Apocalypse, and hopefully next week we'll be going live with that. The audio version is still delayed. But if you want to get a free sample and read the first three chapters, everyone who's a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall has access right now to the first three chapters. So if you want to go ahead and get started, go on over to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall, and you can start reading it. All right, till next time, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless, Godspeed, and thank you very much.